I'm always getting asked, what should I do with my engagement ring? Well, I finally have the answer. Sell it with Worthy. I'm partnering with Worthy so you can turn your wedding jewelry into cash, fast and risk-free. Worthy is great because their competitive auctions ensure you get the best deal possible. Over 45,000 people have already moved on by selling with Worthy. If you're ready to move on from your ring, visit worthy.com moms to get an extra $100 when your jewelry sells for over $1,500. That's worthy.com moms when you're ready to move on. As a strong, independent mother, there is nothing that will get in the way of your child's safety. Soberlink understands the importance of peace of mind when it comes to co-parenting after a divorce. Using the highest quality technology and with features like facial recognition and real-time results, moms like you are empowered with proof that your child is safe. Navigating life post-divorce can be difficult and having a tool like Soberlink allows for one less thing to stress about. I created this community to provide support for divorced moms like me, which is why I partnered with Soberlink to create the resource, Five Ways to Reduce Litigation in Custody Cases. To access the guide and get $50 off your Soberlink device, visit www.soberlink.com forward slash MMO. This week on Moms Moving On. We were in Alaska. And, you know, my ex, he didn't have to let me go. He didn't have to let me move away. And unfortunately, this is a battle a lot of military families face is, you know, and it's understandable. Service member wants to be by their kids. They don't want to let their spouse move back home. Life moves on. So why shouldn't we? This is Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, your host of Moms Moving On, navigating divorce, co-parenting, single motherhood, and moving on. Welcome back to another Moms Moving On, and we have a really sweet heart-minded mama on with us today. We have Alyssa McCormick, the founder of Heart-Minded Mama, who if you're not following on social media, you should be. She's got really great lessons and experiences on there for the rest of us to learn from. Alyssa, I'm so glad you're here and I'm really excited for today's topic. We're going to be talking about long-distance co-parenting, particularly in military families. This is a a topic we actually haven't explored yet. So thank you for bringing it to my attention as something we needed to share. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Can you tell our listeners a little bit more about you and, and Heart-Minded Mama and how that all came to be? For sure. So um, my name is Alyssa. Hi, everybody. I am 34. I am currently in the Chicago suburbs um, back home. This is where I was born and raised. Um, but when I started Heart-Minded Mama, I was actually living in Alaska at the time. Um, it was during covid I was still married um, and we were a military family. My ex-husband is active duty Air Force and we were stationed there at J-Bear in Anchorage. And I had two little boys. They're the light of my life. And I was just bored during COVID and TikTok was this new thing that came (laughs) about. And I was like, what is this? Like, this is crazy. I had just been in the wormhole of having kids for the last couple of years, right? Like I didn't know about what the cool kids were doing. So I got on there and I just started posting like mom humor stuff and 
educational stuff because I am a teacher as well. So I have my bachelor's in early childhood education uh, with an endorsement in preschool special ed. And then I also have my master's degree in reading certified K-12 reading specialist. So I have all of that. I taught second grade for five years and then I had my my boys. So I was like, you know, I have some teacher knowledge I can share with moms while they're at home with their kids, right? Like they're trying to homeschool. They don't know what to do. Like, let me give them some tips. So I just started sharing stuff and it kind of took off. There really wasn't a space for parenting yet on TikTok at this time. Um, there weren't these gentle parenting creators yet, right? Like it really wasn't on there. So I was one of the first to get started. It was like me. Um, uh, Renee Reina, I think, uh, Mom Room. It was uh, Diary of an Honest Mom. Oh, I like, love we were Libby. Kind of it. Yeah, Libby. Like it, w- it was just kind of us, and we we're just kind of posting. And then more and more moms came on, but it kind of took off. Um, at the time, I was once upon a mama, and um, I was just posting about like consent, and I'm really big on that. And that's stuff I learned in my early childhood programs. Like we all knew, you know, you talk to kids about what you're doing before you do it, all that stuff. Well, I carried that over into my parenting. So I started sharing that and other moms were like, wait, what is this? They're not teachers, Mm -hmm. right? Like they don't know. So I took off teaching about that boundaries. And I thought this is great. Like this can be my side hustle. I'll just help moms while I'm home till I go back to the classroom. And then I got hit with a divorce and I didn't see it coming. Good times. Yeah, (laughs) good times. And I don't, I don't want to share too much just because I know my boys will see all this someday, right? And I promised mm-hmm. myself, like, until they're grownups, I'm not talking to them about what happened with me and their I dad. I can totally so, respect that. Yeah. So I got surprised with the divorce. And I was like, okay, well, you know what? I know I'm not the only person going through this. And I, I'm going to share what's going on. I'm not going to lie about it. Um, and maybe I can be a source of strength and help for for other moms out there. So I, I've shared my journey. I changed my platform over to heart-minded mama, which really went more with what the goal of being a heart-minded parent is. It's it's a way of life. It's a movement of being a caring, intuitive, emotionally intelligent parent. And that's the root of what I am. Um, it, it is based in authoritative parenting, right? And gentle parenting. But it's just with my spin on it, I guess, of being heart-minded and always having your kids' feelings at the forefront and how you can make them a better person and make them better than you were, right? Like that's kind of the goal of parenting. Well, I mean, those are the magic words for me is keeping the children at the center of a divorce, not in the middle, as you know. And when you brought up this topic to me of long distance co-parenting, you know, people come to me with all sorts of questions and I get these a lot. And I know that these are some of the most difficult and challenging divorce cases is when you have people who either have to relocate and they want to relocate with a child or they are in the military. And what does this look like? How does this affect the family? So I'm curious to hear from your experience what that was like. Yeah. So like I said, we were in Alaska and you know, my ex, he didn't have to let me go. He didn't have to let me move away. And unfortunately, this is a battle a lot of military families face is, you know, and it's understandable. Service member wants to be by their kids. They don't want to let their spouse move back home because most of us aren't from where we're stationed, right? Mm -hmm. So we want to go back home because our families are there. We need the support. We got to go. A lot of um, parents have to go back to school when they get divorced. I was lucky in that all that was done for me already. Um, I had already finished it. So my ex let me go back to Chicago with the boys. He didn't have to do that. He could have fought to keep me there and I would have had to stay. 
because right. what's best for the kids is to have both parents around. Right. But he's from here too. So his family's here. I met him when we were here in college. Right. So I was, he saw that the benefit was that, you know, the boys would get to be raised by both of our extended families. I'm still close with his family. His sister, how I That's met That's really him, nice. She's one of my best friends. She was my college roommate. Like we hang out and our kids play. The cousins, they play all the time. So he stayed there in Alaska. I think he's about 3,500 miles away. Um, and I'm here with the boys, but it's important to me that I still see his family. I talk with his family. I send them pictures of the boys. We're all friends on Facebook. I'm constantly trying to keep, you know, family together for them. Um, and then we have a set of, I don't want to say rules, but like guidelines that him and I follow to make sure that he's still in the boys' lives. Yeah. And, so what does that look like? Yeah. So in the military, they work crazy hours, right? And their shifts change all the time. And, it's, and depending on whatever's going on in the world, it can get crazier. And if he deploys right. and all of that. So every night they play, um, they do like FaceTime and they do the Together app. And I'm not sponsored by them at all, um, but free shout out for them. It's called Together. And it's a game, it's an app where they go on and they can play games while they see each other. So they're like FaceTiming and playing oh, games cool. at the same time. Because my boys are six and three. If you get them on FaceTime and you're like, hey, how's your day? Fine. Yeah. What'd, What'd you, you do? do nothing. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What happened at and school? Like, I don't remember. I don't know. Exactly. So, you know, my ex was trying to talk with them and they don't want to talk. And yeah, I fill him in on their day every day. Pretty much. I send pictures every day. But like, he doesn't want to talk to me. He wants to talk to them. Right. Um. So we do the Together app every day. Like that's non-negotiable since we left. And so it's cool because there's books on there too. So digital books. So he'll read to them and they're following along on the screen. They see him. And that really builds that relationship because it's hard to do that when your kids are little and dad's so far away. Yeah, absolutely. And so because of the the setup that you guys have where you are in Chicago with the boys full time, does your parenting plan allow for dad to visit or spend time with him with the with the boys whenever he is in town how does that look for yeah. you guys so it's really important for the non-military parent to be flexible because mm -hmm. you have to be and if they're a military family they know that they're already used to being flexible so in the parenting plan we had to be very broad and just say like whenever he is able to take leave which is like their time off in the military whenever mm -hmm. they're able to take leave you got to be flexible he is allowed to come at any time. Does he give me notice? Yeah, but it's only like a couple weeks notice because that's all he can give me because it has to go right. up to the commanders, right? And they all have to approve it. And depending on, if, you know, if we go to war or whatever, I mean, that makes it even harder for him to get here. So right. yeah, the parenting plan is very flexible right now. Um, and we we have to go back and ed edit it now that it's been a couple years and they're getting older. Um, right now it's, he has them for three weeks over the summer and it can either be consecutive or it can be spread out. Um, he can come at any time during the school year and I just have to be flexible and be like, yeah, like, come on, come on over. That's um, great. Or, and then we switch off ho the major holidays, which for us are Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, Easter. So we switch off every year if he can do it. There's been mm -hmm. a couple times where he's like, I can't come out for Easter, even if it's my year. I'm like, all right, I'll take them. Like, it's cool. amazing that you guys are at that level where you can communicate. And I do think, yes, while it's best for the children to have access to both parents, your son's father made a really like 
child-centered decision and said, okay, what's going to be the best for my kids? It's best that they're around family and in a place that they're comfortable. And I love that, but we're adults. We understand all of that. How do your children process this and, and dad not being around? So my oldest is in first grade. And so he's about six and a half right now. And it was, it was hard for him because he grew up with dad in the house, right? He has memories of living with dad. My three-year-old doesn't. He was a baby when we right. left Alaska. Right. So, so this is kind of like normal. Yeah. He's used to this now. He just knows daddy doesn't live with us. Uh, my first grader had a hard time. He was really close with dad. Uh, he was daddy's little guy. And so I just kept telling him that I tried to stay positive, but I don't want to dismiss his worry and his sadness either. Right. So hard to find the balance between the it's two. I so feel yeah. hard. And I guess I'm a child of divorce as well. Um, right. And so I think that's been a superpower in all this is I totally know how they feel. Right. So I've said to them, or I said to him, really my oldest. That is you such know, a superpower. I love right? how you frame that. Yes. Like how it lucky is. are we to be children right. of divorce? <laughs> I mean, thanks, my mom and dad. My childhood trauma. Yes. My trauma. Love it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, with my oldest, I just told him, you know, I know you miss daddy and you're going to miss daddy every day just like how I missed Nana. I was actually raised by my dad. My mom left us. Um, and so I, yeah, that's a whole, that's a whole other podcast girlfriend. Yes. Okay. I was like, girl, that's another podcast thing. Um, so (laughs) I mean, I'm happy to talk about that as well and how that plays into this, but I just told him, I know you're going to miss daddy. Daddy misses you. He loves you so much, but daddy works for the United States air force and he has to live where they tell him to live. And he is trying to move closer. There's a new program. I don't know if you've heard about this for divorced parents that have a custody, either physical or legal of their kids. You can apply to move closer to your kids. It's new. I love to hear that. Yeah. So I co-parenting heart. I love that. How wonderful. If you didn't know know this, people, now you know. This is great stuff. You know. You'd think I'd know the name of the program, but I don't remember. Sorry. Uh, Military has never been my thing. It's his okay. thing. But uh, yeah, so he's applying for that program now to try to move closer. I mean, even I mean, he's 3,500 miles away. So even if right. he's like a 16 hour drive away, it's closer. We just want him down here to be by the boys. Um, So I just kept telling him, daddy's trying to move closer to you. He loves you so much. You How lucky you get to talk to him every day. And he's like, but I want I want daddy to live here in our house. And I'm not going to lie. Like, those were the moments that I kind of had to, like, turn my head and, like, cry for a second. Of course. And it's not that I don't want him to see me sad, but I don't, I don't, I need to be like the strength for him. So I kind of like wipe the tears and be like. There's, that's, that's a good thing you bring up because there's two camps, two two sides to that. There are people who say, oh, your kids should see you cry and should see you vulnerable. And I agree to a certain extent. I think if you're crying and aligning with them on the thing that's really hard for them, it's almost like. Now they're acknowledging, yes, this is so hard. And if mommy can't do it, neither can I. So I yeah. think you handle it the right way. I really do. Thanks. It's there, again, hard line. Where do I don't know where to fall. It's so hard. So, Everything is so hard. It's so hard. And I'm like, am I ruining them? Like with everything. Is this, You're so not. I just, I just kind of like look away and he knows I'm still crying. I mean, my face turns red and all. And I just say like, I'm sad too, you know, and yeah. I don't get into the marriage part of it. Like, I don't say, you know, daddy and I tried for a long time and no, like he's six. He doesn't even understand marriage. So I just say, I was basic about it. And I said, daddy and I used to be married 
and we're not going to be married anymore. Do you remember what that word's called? He's like divorce. And I'm like, right. So we got divorced, but we still love you. And we're still going to be here in your everyday life. Daddy comes to you as much as he can. We're just not married anymore. And unfortunately, that means we can't live together anymore. And it's I'm nodding. Hard. I'm nodding so hard for everybody yeah. <laughs> who can't see my face. No, it, it is. I mean, that's the best way to handle it is, you know, you have to deliver those quote unquote hard truths. So there's no room for misinterpretation. And so kids can't make up their own narratives about what might be like, it seems harsh, but it's actually doing them the biggest favor. For sure. And, you know, and then again, my three-year-old, like he has no idea and he doesn't really ask. And this is all he knows. So it's kind of like when I explain it to them, I try to be as broad as I can without lying. Mm-hmm. Right. Just explaining what's happening and why they don't get to see dad and why he's over there. Um, and then as they get older, I kind of have to keep unveiling a little bit more of like the pyramid, I guess, or the puzzle. Sure. And telling them a little bit more. OK, well, OK, now you understand marriage. OK, so now I have to explain to you like that. Daddy and I couldn't make things work together. We weren't happy, but they're not ready for that yet. But it's coming. Like I can tell my first grader, he's starting to ask a little bit more questions like, well, why? And I'm like, OK, well, why aren't we living together? Well, I can't really get into that yet, but soon. So it's just trying to find like the best amount of information to give them without telling them too much. Cause I don't want them to carry that with them. Yeah. But I do think that it is, but I feel like you can, you can share heavy things with kids with what, if you're giving them like the tools to cope. Right. So my daughter started asking more questions as she started to notice, like by the time she was in first grade, I'll never forget one day she came home and she was like, did you know that there are six kids in my class that have a mommy's house and a daddy's house. And -and so-and-so has two mommy's houses. And I'm like, thank you universe for finally putting this like in her path and normalizing. She was the only one for so long. And, And then she started to ask questions, you know, like, why did so-and-so's parents get divorced? Like she was more focused on them. And I'm like, well, why do you think mommy and daddy got divorced? And she had this like whole interpretation that was like spot on in her own first grade way. And and so I thought helping her understand that and, and giving her the example of like, you can love somebody and also choose to not live a life with them was really important for her to hear. For sure. And he's about at that point. So I've just been kind of like easing into it, but we're about to that point now where he's starting to notice, but he doesn't go to daddy's house, right? right? Like true. because he's so far. So yes. it's been kind of a difficult dynamic um, because he's so far away. When he comes to visit, he comes here. Uh, they're too little to like fly by themselves, of course. And it's a long flight. It's like eight hours to get up there. And even when they're 21, you don't want them on a flight without you. I mean, hello. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, he comes here. Uh, and then they go to his mom's house and they spend the week there. So it's just tricky because he doesn't really have a daddy's house yet, but it's coming hopefully soon. Hopefully him and um, his new wife, he is remarried. Hopefully they'll be moving down here uh, soonish, and then it'll be a more regular thing and he'll more understand that dynamic then. But um, I love that. And I'm curious to see like how, how that goes for you guys, you know, if that shift were to happen, what is it like? for you guys to ease into co-parenting. But again, that's probably topic number three we have to discuss. But (laughs) I want to know, you know, for our listeners who are either facing divorce in this way, military divorce or long distance divorce, what are some top things you think moms should consider when they are planning to separate? And specifically a military family? Yes. So for some military families, 
it is it makes more sense to stay with the family member or with the service member and go where they go. I actually have a friend that was military wife. They divorced. And I kept telling her, girl, go home. Go be by your family. She was like, they need their dad. And I don't really, I'm not that close with my family. I think I'm going to just, we're going to follow him. So they do. Every time he PCSs, permanent change of station, right? Like they move. Mm-hmm. He and the kids go. And it works for them. And it's great. So I think you need to consider what works best for you, for your kids. My ex knew that I would be miserable if I couldn't be by my family. And that's not good for the kids if I'm miserable. Right. Because then I can't be the best mom I I can be. I'm very close with my family. The whole time I was a military wife, I complained about how much I hated it and how much I wanted to go home. I just fell in love with the military guy. So he knew I could be, I would thrive if I went home. He let me go. But you need to consider that, weigh those options. What's best for you and your family? Stay and follow him or her or move home. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing to consider is, do you need to go back to school or not? A lot of military couples got married young. And a lot of the time they're right out of high school or maybe right out of college and then had kids right away. Well, now you have to go back to school while you have the kids all alone. Or, you know, we have military families have to work around the service member deploying, right? going on a TDY. Like they're gone for weeks at a time, months at a time, sometimes a year. How are you going to have those kids raising them while you need to go to school? Or maybe you need to now go back to work full time. There's a lot of And then a lot of military families don't have their family around. So there's a lot of moving parts that are challenges and unique to military families that they have to work around. I guess I don't want to stress military people out when they're trying to think of, should I leave? Should I not? Or should we divorce or not? It's, I don't want to stress you out, but you have additional challenges put on you that civilians don't because your co-parent has to leave or they work crazy hours or whatever and other people don't have to deal with that so really think it through think through how you your life will work what support do you need as much as you know what's best for the kids is to have as much time with both parents as possible is that also best for you right because if you can't be your best you and raising these kids by yourself that's not best for the kids amen sister good for you yes (laughs) So do I feel a little guilty that he let me go to Chicago? Yeah, I do. Because I'm like, man, they could be by their dad, but I'd be miserable. Right. But then there's the other side of that. Like you would feel guilty if you couldn't provide them with the experiences that other kids had, like holidays with families or cousins and extended family, you know, just being around. We're always going to feel guilty as moms, Alyssa. That's that's how I see it. And so we got to take like the least challenging road, right? Because they're all going to be a little bit hard. It's all hard. So pick your heart, right? Isn't that from like Grey's Anatomy or something? I don't know. Something really insightful (laughs) and moving that I probably cried watching. Because it's all hard. hard. It's all hard. And yeah. And so that's, that's what's best. And I also didn't want them to keep moving around. Mm. For some military families, they love that moving every couple years, new schools, new city. Cool. I did not love that. And I didn't want that for my kids. Um, I know I sound like the most anti-military wife ever, but maybe that's why I'm you not don't. anymore. You're speaking your um, truth. You, I mean, yeah. you are. I wanted stability for them and he did too. So he was like, go to Chicago, get a place. Kids will stay in one spot. They got their family. The only transient part of their life will be dad coming in and out, but he's trying yeah. to be here more often. Yeah. And 
Um, he is remarried now. So we're also navigating, you know, the bonus parent stuff. And how does that work? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's confusing for the boys. So yeah, it's kind of like, I'll bet. that's been hard. I mean, my three-year-old, no idea. Doesn't really understand that at all. But my six-year-old had a harder time with it. And we just, we don't push him. And we just tell him that, you know, how mommy and daddy used to be married when now daddy and her are married and she loves you. And she's your, you can call her stepmom or your bonus mom, or you can just call her her first name. Right. And he just calls her her first name. And he's very protective of me. And obviously we're really close. But uh, that's just been a whole new thing to navigate because I can see sometimes he he's like, she's not part of our family. And I'm like, OK, well, like we don't push that like you in your own time. Yes, it's definitely that, like you you can't force something like that. And the less you try, the better off it all turns out. I've found kind of letting it happen naturally, especially yeah. because, you know, there I'm sure there are feelings of like, well, I can't be around daddy, but this person gets to be, you know, and. Yeah. And that's hard in itself. But like you said, everything's hard. We choose our hard. hard. You made this yeah. hard topic seem a lot easier. Honestly, there's so much I don't understand because I'm not in this world and, and this is not yeah. something I've ever had to deal with. Um, but I know that it is a huge topic and I'm so glad you were able to shed some light on it. Thank you. Yeah. And um, it's it's a hard topic that I think doesn't get a lot of coverage because they're just you know, military parents, I don't know, they're just not really out there about it. And so I wanted to be helpful and supportive. And another thing that's really helped my my kids, I didn't want to bring it because it has his face on it, but they have things called daddy dolls or mommy dolls or deployment dolls. Have you oh, heard of those? I have not. Okay. So that's another tip. Um, and I actually had gotten a daddy dolls for my boys when, when their dad was deploying. Uh, but it's like probably like a foot long and you take a picture of them in their uniform and they also have non-uniform ones too, if you want them in regular clothes. But it's like a little foot long doll of their parent with their uniform on and they can write whatever they want at the bottom. Like, I love you so much, whatever. That's so sweet. And so when, when they're not with their parent, they sleep with it. And so each of my boys has a daddy doll and that really helps to reinforce that, you know, daddy loves you. He can't be here, but he loves you. And, um, you, you know, they get to cuddle with him. It's really cute. And so even like non-military parents, you can get those as well if just if you're at the other person's house, you know, like if your kids are at dad's house and you want to have a mommy doll, you could have a little doll of yourself. And one of the things I always suggest to kids who are having a hard time transitioning between homes is having that thing, that reminder, whether it's a picture, a little knickknack, a bracelet, a stuffy. And 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 that's a really great tip. You are very yeah. full of useful advice. They're calling it the Bible for all divorcing moms. I can't believe it, but that's what they've said about my book, Moms Moving On, Real Life Advice on Conquering Divorce, Co-Parenting Through Conflict, and Becoming Your Best Self. Moms Moving On is filled with practical, actionable, and empowering advice from someone who's been through it and come out on the other side, me. Through inspirational stories, rituals, journal prompts, and my guidance, You'll learn how to navigate your divorce with confidence, adjust to life as a single mom, shift your perspective to find your way back to your best self, and create the life you truly deserve. It's available in paperback, hardcover, audiobook, and Kindle. So go get my book. I promise you won't regret it. Can you share with our listeners a little bit more about what you provide under Heart-Minded Mama? 
Yeah. So um, I do have ADHD. So when you look at my page, I feel like it's a little ADHD, but I'm, I talk about a little bit of everything. So heart-minded parenting, again, is just about intuitive, emotionally intelligent, uh, authoritative parenting in how I do things. Uh, it is like gentle parenting, if you will. So I share a lot of tips that I find helpful um, mixed with my education knowledge. So my teacher knowledge, I share a lot of early childhood education activities that I do with the boys because that's in everything I do is being a teacher. So I'll say, hey, here's this cool activity we did today for this, this, and this. And a lot of parents like that, you know, now that we're homeschooling too, a lot of people. And um, so I'll do teacher stuff. I do parenting stuff. I now do divorce and co-parenting tips as well. And um, ADHD tips because I have that. And so a lot of just mental health support. Um, I do deal with depression and anxiety as well. So just trying to let parents know they're not alone. And here's all of the things I struggle with and how I make it work. And um, it's just a lot about transparency and just trying to, I don't want parents to ever feel like they're alone. I felt so alone up in Alaska and um, I just never want anyone else to feel like that again. So I just try to be as honest as I can about everything. And I guess that's being heart-minded myself, but it's just, how can you be you know, be a disciplinary parent, right? Like, it's not Mm -hmm. like I let my kids run amok around here or anything, but how can you be disciplinary, but kind, you know, how can you be empathetic? Um, How can you follow through with your intuition and your gut feeling, but also use research-based practices of what research has shown to be effective parenting methods. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I guess I just kind of have a lot of Pockets but of things this is where ADHD on. serves you well because you can tap <laughs> into does. so many things. Like let's let's put it. a positive spin on it. Yeah, and that's another part of being heart minded is just being positive. And uh, some people find that annoying about me, and they always have. They're like, "Why are you?" And those are not on? your people. Amen. I'm like, I don't know, y'all. This is just how I am. Okay. We are not for everyone, and that's great. We're not. That's that's yeah. fine. You're for me yeah. though, and I'm really glad we did this yeah, podcast. Thank you, you so much for too. being here, Alyssa. So yeah. everyone can find you at Heartminded Mama. Mama. Yes. And heartmindedmama.com. Yes. Yep. And I just started a new Instagram account. Oh. Called I know. It's a surprise as of oh. like last week. I wow. Know. What is I it? I know. It's it's heart-minded teacher. So yeah, I'm trying to go back to the classroom next school year. Um, K3 position is what I'm applying for all over the burbs here. And so I'm going to try to separate it a little more. So I've got the parenting, co-parenting, divorce, mental health stuff. And then on heart-minded teacher, I'm going to show you how to be a heart-minded teacher in the classroom. That's really great. We need more of that. I used to be a teacher, by the way. Yes. Really? Yeah. grades? I, I was a, I was an elementary special ed teacher for years. I love it. Yes, ma'am. It was the best experience. And I truly think that that experience, I mean, obviously I'm still in the space of education in a different way, but what I think it's helped me for in this space is individualizing, you know, like an IEP, individualizing for children, like a plan for them that helps them through the divorce process. And absolutely, um, I think every child should have that. But you know, that's, again, another topic. Anyway, um, 
Alyssa, thank you so much for being here. To our listeners, go check her out. You will not be disappointed. If you have more questions on divorce in a military family, please reach out to Alyssa or reach out to us and we'll connect you. We'll see you next time on Moms Moving On. So you want to be a divorce coach, but the term divorce coach is a broad one because there is just so much you can cover in the world of moving on. Maybe you find yourself gravitating towards clients with high conflict co-parents, or perhaps you have a knack for helping women pull themselves out of bed when they feel overwhelmed with single mom responsibilities. No matter your ideal client, the one thread that will unite them all is that they're moms and moms need a different level of support when it comes to divorce coaching. With my moving on method, you'll not only learn how to best support a client through their divorce, you'll also learn how to help support them as they transition into their new role as co-parents and managing a coaching business. I'm Michelle Dempsey-Maltak, certified divorce and co-parenting specialist, and I founded the moving on method after years of working with clients from all over the world and seeing them all struggle with the same issues. In this training, you'll learn my five principles for helping a client with their moving on process, along with how to make your practice successful. Visit momsmovingon.com today to apply for my program. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Moms Moving On. I hope you found today's episode to be helpful, inspiring, and give you the advice you need to feel empowered and strong as you move on. Don't forget to come say hi on Instagram at the Michelle Dempsey and drop us a line if there's a specific topic or subject you'd like us to discuss. Thanks. Stay strong.